Hello, hello. Yeah, never mind Vertigo. I know you're, you're dizzy because you know, you're at the top of the table. Uh, but uh, you are listening to County Live with me, Martin Johnson, over here. And me, Chris Ridgeway, over there. And what did you say when we were outside this room just walking in? It's mad to think... Um, it's, I was trying to think, I said a few things on the way in, um, mainly should have taken my shoes off, but it's mad to think that this could potentially be, I don't want to jinx it, potentially be the last podcast we do before the league title has been decided, in our favour. Well firstly, I didn't hear you say about your shoes, but no, you wouldn't need to take your shoes off unless you're going upstairs on the new carpet. Um, and secondly... On new carpet? <laughs> well yeah, thanks for noticing. Lovely. Um, it is mad to think that... You know, by the time we do another podcast, the um, whole, the, everything that we've spoken about all season um, has been centered around league campaigns and what this win and what this loss does in the long run and big picture and blah, blah, blah. It all it, it comes to a head this weekend. And the, gay, the, the title will not be won or lost at Chorley, but it could be won on Bank Holiday Monday. Got a lot of con- hashtag content tonight. Yeah, you, uh, we, the guys were training at Edgley Park tonight, so we got a chance to have a good look at them and and gauge the mood of the players. Yeah, and you talked to you talked to Ben, Ben Hinchliffe and Adam Thomas. And Adam yeah, we've Thomas. got interviews with the lads coming so we, up. We've got them coming up. Best mates of them now. And uh, I was lucky enough to sit in on the interview with Jim tonight as well, and and he, and he seems very relaxed. And as usual, you know, we spent an hour. A good two hours talking to him before, and a good <laughs> yeah. two hours talking to him afterwards because he loves he loves a chat and he loves um, talking about football. He could talk all night um, about about football, but the the interview is very good. Before we go into the interview, just one thing, um, and before we you know because we're focusing so much on on Chorley at the moment because it's so huge. But just a quick look back: um, nine goals were scored on Saturday in the two big games, and none of them by County. Yeah, that's one way of looking at it, um, and it's uh, it's an interesting way of looking at it. You caught me a little off guard with that, but <laughs> I um, like to. But um, I, it's not. I would rather have lost one nil than lost five three. Yeah. So um, against the, you know both ourselves and Chorley were up against real form teams. Blythe and Altrincham are, are right up there in the form table at the moment. So. It's football. I, I'm never buying the, 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 the. I hate the cliche that says, "Oh, in this division, anyone can beat anyone. Anyone can beat anyone in any division." You know, it's, it's football. It's not um, mathematics. So, um, you know, two, four good teams played on Saturday. Um, one of them didn't score, but we've scored a lot of goals this season. I've got more than enough confidence we'll be um, back on those charts on on Saturday afternoon. Well, here we'll talk more about the the Blythe game in a moment, but. Here is Chris's interview with Jim Gannon. He's got some interesting things to say about the perceived um, budgets of uh, some of the big teams in the league. Jim, back inside after training, training against probably the biggest game of the season. How are you feeling? Yeah, they are massive games at the moment, but this one is certainly shaping up to be potentially a title decider. Um, it certainly looks like now between ourselves and Chorley for champion spot. Um, and... Uh, I think uh, obviously Saturday's game is going to be 
go a long way to deciding who's going to be top going into uh, Monday's games. We we usually start by looking back at the, at the last game and we will do that in a moment. But with this being the game and like you say, it is looking like it's going to be between County and Chorley. Do the, do the players communicate like that when you're going through your training drills? Is anything different going into these games? Because you're saying this could be the game that effectively puts us on the road to the title. Um, it's, a, it's a tricky one because we know this is a massive game, but we know there's a, a game coming on the back of it on Monday. And they're two huge games and, and we know how important next week. So we've been preparing for all three games. But this game, we've obviously had an empty week um, and done most of the preparation for that. Uh, obviously, we can look back at two games against them this season. We can take stock from our performance on Saturday. There's in recent games. Um, with me not being in the academy this week, I've been able to probably do a lot more analysis and have a look at what we've done well, what they've not done so well and um, prepare the lads as well as possible. And I think... Uh, Tonight we set about talking about what we've done well in these games and, and going about our business in the same way. But we know that Chorley will be excellent, strong, hard-working and forceful on their own patch. So we know we're in for a really tough game. Council have already played Chorley twice this season. Very positive results in both games. First part of the question is, do you think of those two games? Second part of the question, do you think Chorley will? Have both teams just got to erase that and and focus on the game. I know you say play the game, not the occasion, but is it hard to forget big games like that? I think um, both both teams would be naive if they didn't look back at those two games and see what they can take out of it and learn from it. Um, both of the games were completely different. I think um, we were quite positive and determined to, to put right a result on a Saturday, and we set about that game with great energy, the first one. Uh, it took a half-time change in bringing Matty on before we got the goals, and they all came from open play. Mm. Um, our second game against them, we expect them to learn some real lessons from that, which there was two or three different tactical things went on. But you've got to remember that they had a, a really tough game on a Wednesday night against Doncaster, missing a couple of players, a couple of players uh, looking really tired. And we exploited that with another really positive performance. And this time all the goals come from, from crosses and set plays. Um, so, but we, we Charlie are uh, no mugs, you know, the They've been at the top of the league for most of the season. Um, they've had one of the best defensive records all year. They've scored lots of goals. Um, they've had a fantastic home form. They know how to win games and they know how to keep teams out. So um, I think they would be a different proposition at home. Uh, they'll make it really hard for us. Um, so it's uh, we can look back at those two games and take some lessons from it and take some confidence from But we know that this is going to be a game where all the strengths of Chorley have come to the fore and we have to be big, strong and manly and make sure that we keep a clean sheet and go about our business to get a result. It's been a funny couple of weeks, County dropping points, but at the same time, Chorley and, and even Brackley last weekend as well. What happened against Blythe? I thought County looked good at times, but Blythe obviously took the win. What What was your assessment of the game? Um, in, on reflection, it felt like very much like the Brackley game where perhaps the exertion of the week took its toll on our team. Um, we had a fantastic... Um, Result uh, against Boston midweek, a real determined performance which put us in a position where um, we went top of the league um, and all that energy and adrenaline that was pumping for that game I probably uh, took its toll on the Saturday when you got to Brackley, another tough away game in the same week. Uh, the Blythe game uh, felt similar. We'd, we'd obviously had this fantastic result on Tuesday. We thought we'd be buoyant coming into the game, full of energy, and yet we looked like we had players who looked just a little bit jaded, a little bit tired and... No matter what little changes we made, and and you know we just didn't get that 
goal that we needed to give us the energy in the life. And uh, and fair play to Blythe, they managed to game well. They never made any mistakes. Um, they played with quality and, and control, and um, you know turned out to be deserved winners. And uh, it was always a tough game when you one nil down to a team like that that can contain and counter attack. So um, I was less worried about our performance and result when I looked at uh, you know obviously Chorley conceding five at Altenham. Um You know, obviously coming away from a game like that probably with more to worry about than losing one nil to Blythe. How does it how does it help or hinder your preparation seeing the other team losing in in that manner? If if they were on the back of a win, I suspect you would be saying about how to hurt them. But they're going to look to lock up. You would imagine after conceding five goals, does that change your plans at all? I don't know. It depends on the nature of the goals. I mean, it was a it was a strange game because obviously they were always chasing the game, and we obviously had that situation here where we were winning, and then when they start chasing. Uh, to get back into the game, there's always a day you can concede a second or a third. Um, they br- did, surely did brilliant to come back three times against Altenham and showed their strength in terms of the, the way they get up the pitch, the, their power play to get territory and get set plays, and then three good set plays led to goals. Um, but again, at the other end, uh, perhaps while they're chasing a win, they found themselves conceding another goal and then obviously chasing and then another goal. So, um, you know, when you're in a situation where you draw, and then sometimes you have to chase a win, but it can come at a cost. Um, but from our perspective, is that um, we know, um, you know, come Saturday that they're going to be tighter, tougher, uh, a difficult prospect at home, and I think um, I think the first goal is going to be critical in terms of us um, earning the right to make them come out. Um, it'll be a really difficult game if we're a goal down, and we know that we're going to have to be sharp clever, insightful um, and play with really good energy and tempo to, to unlock a team that's going to sit in uh, with a back five and and three-man midfield. So um, it's going to be a very, very tough game physically and mentally for the lads, but also tactically, I think we have to get everything right. We were just talking off air. There. It's, it's clear you've got a lot of time for Chorley, but have they, have they surprised you this season? At the start of the season, I don't think many people were tipping them to, to run away with the league, which... They've, they've sat at the top of it for almost all of the season. They're now competing with a, a few games to go. Have they surprised you at all this season? Um, I think you um, not not totally surprised me because I expected them to be there or thereabouts. I expected them to be clawing up towards the 70-point mark based upon what they did last year. Um, what's probably surprised me most this year is teams like Kidderminster, Southport and York with really big budgets underperforming with full-time outfits. I think that's more of a surprise, and but that's left it wide open for the teams that have had a consistency of being building and growing, you know, as part-time sides like ourselves, Brackley, Spennymoor, and Chorley. So it's no surprise to see all those teams that were there or thereabouts in the playoffs last year uh, in those positions again. Uh, you know, I mentioned Bradford as well. Uh, all all really well-built teams, um, and I've got a lot about them. Um, no standout team. To, you know, at the moment it looks like they're going to be champions. There's no Salford and Fylde or Harrogate. Um, but uh, one of those teams is going to be champions this year and one's going to win the playoffs. So hopefully we're the, the first. Spoken to a couple of players tonight. Uh, the mood has been remarkable. There's no nerves, there's no panic. These lads, I wouldn't say chilled out, but they're confident and they're calm about their, their business. Is that what you've picked up from them? Yeah, um, that's the way I've been and I think that's the way the staff have been. I think we all need 
to sort of get the adrenaline pumping and start getting excited about the importance of this game. But um, but I, I like the mentality. Um, nothing phases them. They're going into the game knowing that the most important thing is that they put the performance in, put the work in, uh, get all the details right and set plays, make sure that they stick to their jobs. And if we do that, then we'll give ourselves a chance of having the type of performance that will get the result. Uh, results look after themselves if you look, if you look after your own performance, and um, that's going to be important. But I think, um, you know, it's, it's a bizarre situation because no matter what way the result goes on Saturday, I don't think it'll be over. I think there'll still be two really big games to come where the ups and downs uh, could, could certainly change. Um, but... Um, Obviously, from our perspective, is that we, we're now faced with a real tangible opportunity of, of putting a bit of daylight between ourselves and Chorley and uh, putting it in our own hands with two games to go. Um, but I'm sure that Chorley will be thinking the same. So it's going to be a real tense, tough game come come Saturday 1pm. As a player and as a manager, you've been involved in the biggest games this club has seen in recent years. You've been in important squads, worked with different managers, different players. How does this squad compare and how does the mentality leading up to such a big game compare to those previous famous nights? It's quite a strange one. Um, you know, I've been involved in the playoffs, I've been involved in promotion. Um, this team, in some regards, is, is better because they're actually fighting for champions. Um, back in the day when we got promoted, we sort of... Uh, you know, you could finish in the top seven, or you could finish second or third in the league, especially League Two. Um, you know, and uh, we got ourselves over the line in in ninety six, ninety seven as a second place team. Um, so, um, you know, we we done enough to be promoted, and that's the ultimate aim to move from one division to the next. And um, you know, um, we're, we're obviously no matter what happens, if we're if we're not champions, then obviously we're we're looking like we're going to be number two and. Um, have the advantage in the playoffs and that's uh, a competition that I would relish and I've, I've enjoyed the playoffs before especially as a manager uh, getting us promoted in 2007-8 season um, but from our perspective this team is uh, as it's, it's, they're all relative to, to the levels but I think that um, to be sat top of the league is a nice position to be in I've never felt as a player or as a manager in the past and I'm, I'm really re relishing the opportunity of seeing this team finish the season top spot Any nerves before the game on Saturday? Uh, there'll be some nerves and there'll be apprehension, but the, you know, but I've kind of over the years learned to manage that and enjoy it. Um, Danny Bagara used to accuse me of being a big time player because the bigger the game, the more I seem to enjoy it. And I think uh, if you don't enjoy these big occasions and the opportunity to be on the best stage with the most important things, uh, it always brought the best out of me in a player. And hopefully, as a manager at Wembley and in the playoffs, it brought the best out of me as a manager. Uh, I just hope that I can help my players bring out the best in themselves as well. It's a huge game on Saturday. All the very best. Thanks so much. So Chris and Jim Gannon there, um, definitely up for it on Saturday. Um, and as you know, my impression, and you alluded to it a couple of times, you alluded to it in the interview, and you, you said it to me, it's a very relaxed camp you know, yeah. in, in a really positive way. Not uh, laid, not late. I'm not saying laid back, but relaxed. In you know, they really believe in themselves, and they, they, you know, they really look like they they want to go out and do a job on Saturday. Well, we'll we'll hear that calmness personified in just a few moments when we hear from Ben Hinchliffe. Um, you know, I I asked him at the start of the season. You know, what 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 was it like for you when you when you came to this club? You know, did you anticipate yourselves being here at the end of the season? And he said, Well, yeah, I came here. 
for this very reason. I wanted to play at the club that was going to be the best club in the division. Um, so I always felt like we could be. We've got the best players. We've got the best manager. We've got the best support. Um, there's, there's no reason why we shouldn't. And for him, it's just business as usual. And you get the impression that the players are like that. Okay, they, they, they you know they, they took a bit of a. Uh, a smack at the weekend against Blythe being beaten a result that we weren't really expecting I don't think anyone, it would have been fair to say we were expecting to win the game but I don't think we were expecting not to go and score um, but the players are not wobbled by it they're not phased by it they know they're in for a tough game against Chorley they know that um, Chorley are a physical team but at the same time they've got a bit about them that's why they've been top of the league all year Um so it, it's just business as usual to them and the, and the fact that they're doing everything in their power um, to go out and, and be the most effective that they can be just says that they're professional and they're getting on with it. Well, you can hear how relaxed um, Ben was with uh, Chris's interview with him right now. Well, Ben, thanks very much for joining us. I've just been speaking with Adam Thomas. I'll open with you the same way as we did with him. It's a huge game on Saturday. How are you feeling? Good, yeah. Um, really good. Feel good. Feel strong, feel fresh. So can't wait to get going and uh, hopefully get a win. It's not a complete decider on Saturday, but it's it's as good as. What's the mindset of the camp? Is, is the pressure on the shoulders? Nobody seemed it at training. They weren't seeming like they were going under, but what's it feeling like? Do you know what? It's relaxed. Um, it's as relaxed as it was probably going away to Curzon or any other game. We know what we're good. We know how good we are. You know, we just got to turn up and, and do the business, really. You've been touted as the best keeper in non-league this season. Some of your performances, some incredibly important saves. Is it a team effort? A lot of the, the, the attacking players catch the eye, but some of your saves have been outstanding this season. It's a team effort, this, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. I mean, you know, I've made saves. Ash has made blocks. Stotty's made blocks. And you look at, say, balls Dan or Ducks or Sam have put in the box for goals. So it's, it takes 11, 12, 15, 18. You know, so you can even go as far as, say, like Ian. Yeah. You know, in training, he keeps me on my toes, keeps me pushing. So it's a massive squad game. Was this the the realistic goal at the start of the season when when the first kickoff happened against FC United? Were we in camp? Were we thinking about the title, or were you just taking one game at a time, see what happens? Uh, for me, yeah, I came here to help get the club promoted, and I have no doubts that's what we'll do. So you know, for me, it was go up as champions. We've beaten Charlie twice already this season. Is that in the thoughts of the players and the, and the, and the coaches? Do you think or? Is it, is it going to be a revenge mission for them? Um, I don't think so. I mean, they might see it as a as a bittersweet to try and get one back on us. But for us, it's just another game. You know, it's it's potentially two games off off winning it or three games off winning it. So it's just another game we've got to tick off and do everything professional as we can. Just finally, I open the same way as Adam, so I'll close the same way. You walk out in front of so many thousand fans week in, week out now. It won't surprise you to hear County have sold out their allocation of tickets. They've sold out the screens that are being put on here as well in no time at all. Just how proud are you as a player to be able to, to just to know you can walk out in front of that week in, week out? It's ridiculous, to be fair. I mean, you're not going to go anywhere else. I'm even going to say in the, in the League One or League Two and get a reception like we get walking out here every day. You know what I mean? So. You can't, you can't beat it, and the fans have been, they've been brilliant. Well, it's a huge game on Saturday. Wish you all the very best. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So yeah, absolutely, it is business as usual. It is. There's the, you know, I said, you know, on the on the the real upside of that, there's no panic. There's real, you know, we we're here to do a job, um, and and it's it's really good to hear. You know, if if those guys were like really hyper and, and really, because Jim said something, didn't he, to us off air, he said about how Danny Bagara, you know, really kind of 
got his way of doing things to get people really hyper and get into a, a real pitch. But Jim's a much more, you know, steady and he thinks he can get his, his, the best out of his players that way. And it seems that, you know, Ben's re- for one and from everybody we saw in training really buys into that. I love that line from Ben where he said, we, we are, you know, that's why I signed for this club. You know, I wanted to sign for the biggest and the best. I love that. And what it says about the players and his whole mentality of, he, he was talking about, yeah, okay, I've made some good saves, but they've scored some good goals. Ian made some good saves when he was in. You know, Jamie Stott and, and Ash Palmer, they made some good blocks and tackles. So, you know, there is no, there is this calmness and understanding throughout the squad. And, you know, you talk about like the hyperbole and, you know, Danny Begara getting players very flared up and, and fired up and ready to go. But you, you look, that doesn't always work. You know, for Salford it worked last season, but those managers have gone and tried that at Chester and it hasn't paid off. You remember the, the big story in recent years in the England camp was, was Joe Hart getting too excited, exceptionally talented goalkeeper. When it came to the big games, did he just get too excited and lost mm-hmm. his head a little bit? Ultimately lost him his shirt, which he probably could have had for a number of years as the England number one. He's lost it now. So has you know, there's a lot to be said for keeping your head. And I think I think that having Ben at the back, that commanding presence, that he's safe hands, you know. He's not gonna save every shot throughout a whole season, but you know he's gonna get damn near as close as you like to it and you, you you know you trust him to make the right judgment and the decision and you feel like that about every position of the squad near enough um, there's there's first choice second choice and third choice in a lot of those positions um, and the guys are doing a really really good job out of there so they are calm I've got to say I'm not <laughs> <laughs> no you've been very and, um, and after, after training Sam Walker was walking out and he was saying enjoy it this is why you know yeah, he was saying to you. He was saying to you, the uh, the fan. <laughs> there's the player saying, you know, he enjoy it. You know, which is what you know. That is a message that's kind of, you know, come comes out from pros these days. But he genuinely had a smile on his face. You could tell he was so hungry for it, and um, not hung necessarily hungry for the success, but hungry to be part of that. Yeah, he was he he was needing to console me a little bit um, before the game. But yeah, you know that's that's what you want to see. You know, all all the players came over tonight and were saying hello, and they were just their normal selves. And um, it was almost like if I if I said anything like, "Well, it's a big one on Saturday," they'd kind of go, "Well, yeah, I mean, on, on paper it is, but you know, a Chorley." This all of a sudden, you know, is it like drawing Liverpool in the semi-final of, of an <laughs> FA Cup or something? No, it's um, you know, it's just it's just Chorley. We're going playing Chorley. Um, the fans have made it this extra level this season, travelling in such tremendous number, having great voice and breaking new boundaries with the screens going up at Edgeley Park this weekend for it and and everything else. And and I, I'm probably um, falling into that trap a little bit. And as long as the players don't, then then I can just enjoy slash hate every moment of it. <laughs> <laughs> and Well, let's play the interview with uh, Adam Thomas, where yeah. he again shows the required level of calm and appetite for the game. Adam, thanks very much for joining us. It's a, a big game on Saturday, to put it lightly. Last training session is out of the way. How are, how are you feeling? Uh, really good. The lads are looking good, looking sharp. Uh, we've had a good week's training. Um, it's nice that we haven't had a Tuesday game. So obviously on Monday, Tuesday and tonight, we've just gone through uh, some tactical stuff. So uh, we're prepared. I mean, we've played them twice already this season, so we know what to expect. But we can't obviously 
go off that entirely. Um, Gaffer's been to watch some of their recent games and, you know, we'll be clued up for Saturday. Do those previous games this season stick in your head or do you, do you forget them and this is a, a separate challenge? I think you've got to take massive positives from them games um, in the way that the way we played and we took our displayed our formation on them um, but obviously Saturday is a massive occasion and that, that kind of might overrule that but at the same time we need to be prepared um, and we're just going to go about our business and take the game to them I say we're talking about it maybe, maybe I'm more guilty than you but the title isn't going to be won or lost either way on Saturday. Do you have to keep that in mind? It's a huge indicator, but it's not a decider. No, it's not. But, you know, if we take care of ourselves, it's in our hands. We just need to win every game that we can, potentially. You know, if we win uh, Saturday, if we win Monday, then, you know, it's, I think it's mathematically done and dusted then, isn't it? So, it is. um, yeah, we just need to, to keep looking after ourselves um, and that's all we can do. Have you hit form at the right time? You you're in, in, in amongst the goals a lot more now. You, you're more direct. You play. You, you get in there. You, you're still doing your defensive duties, but attacking-wise, you're catching the eye a little more. Is that is that coming at the right time now? Yeah, I think I'm just playing more off my shape sometimes. When uh, we're going down the left, I'm sort of sniffing potentially where the ball's going to go a bit better, and I'm finding that the ball's breaking to me a bit more, and then I'm expecting it uh, rather than not expecting it. So then I'm just being in the right position, and it's coming to me. I, it won't surprise you to hear county fans have sold out their allocation of tickets. We've been followed amazingly this season. Uh, how proud are you to step out in front of those? Oh, it's fantastic. The, the support's always been tremendous, like all year, um, wherever we've been. You know, we've had a massive following, and it's no surprise that it's sold out for Chorley. I mean, it's going to be a fantastic game, and I don't know how many fans are going to be there in total, but I wouldn't be surprised if we had more than them. <laughs> always. We're used to it now. Adam, listen, I'll let you crack on. All the very best for the weekend. Thank you. I, I talked about before we played that interview about you know his, his calmness and appetite for the game. What stood out for you in that interview? Well, that calmness and appetite is the, is the reason I never become a f- professional footballer. That and the alarming lack of talent, uh, you know, possessed within my feet. But um, he he's a player who has not all the fans have not taken to him, you know. But he's there, probably the first name on the team sheet or one of the first names on the team sheet. Obviously, the goalkeeper's the first name on the team sheet. I think it'd be weird if he started with a number seven. But you get my point. He's al- he's always a steady name on there. You know he's going to be going on. And um, he's just got on with his job. And he's he's tracked back when he's needed to. He's he's popped up with goals when he's needed to. Um, and he's he's a cog in this machine at the moment. And the machine relies on every cog. And again... I'm running out of superlatives. It's not a great radio show if we don't have any insight to give. But what you what you hear is what you get. What you see is what you get with these players. Um, you know, we're we're not getting any privy background information about what's going on behind the scenes. <clears throat> you know, and who's who we're going to sign in the summer and who's going to leave in the summer. No, there's no conversations like that at the moment because the guys know what an opportunity they have within the fingertips now, within their grasp. They've got they've got to pull out all the stops this weekend, um, and then they've got one foot over the line. So that's all anyone's focusing on. There is no secrets to it. It's just hard work, and and that's what these boys are doing. 
And yeah, you're going to have to try and enjoy it as much as they will on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I'm commentating on the game on Saturday, but I think I'm going to take a big pillow just to scream into every now and again. Um, yeah, just keep yourself on the level. Um, so that means it's time for... Oh, I haven't got any music re- ready. Again? You're going to have to uh, do the song? What an amateur. What an amateur. The Cheadle Egg. The Cheadle Egg. First up, and two weeks in a row I've remembered... To ask you who was the cheetah leg in the you've forgotten week. the music, so you've just completely yeah. <laughs> undone your hard work. Yeah, I know, but you know, kind of everything. <laughs> um, so last week, um, congratulations, everyone who got it. Well done. Um, very, very clever. Very good work. Um, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> so I, I thought I could fill out and it had come, no. but it didn't. So well done, everyone who got it last week. Um, yeah, this week, I think it's a really tricky one. I, I don't think... <laughs> You say that every week. I know we do say this every week, but oh, it was Ali Gibb last week. It was Ali Gibb. So well done. Well done, everyone. Well done if you got Ali Gibb. Ali Gibb last week. Congratulations. Um, this week you're not, and, and I'd be, I genuinely. No one. No, genuinely, I say this every week. In Stockport, in the UK, in Europe, in the, the, world, in the world, the universe, in the, in the in the realm of in that black hole that was physics. discovered the other day is gonna dis, is gonna get this right. No. Nobody is going to get this. And, and if they do, then you have my absolute utmost respect. But I don't think you will. We're going to start, Martin, way back in 1993. Oh. Oasis were getting ready to release their first record. We've already decided we don't really like them anymore. Uh, something else was happening in 1993. There was probably something political going on. But this young man was starting his football career. He started at Oldham Athletic, where he scored no goals. But to be fair, Martin, he played no games. <laughs> so, you know, it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah. On a plastic pitch, not playing a game is very hard to score. Yeah, so Oldham Athletic in 93-95, to 95, no goals and no games. He did move to Rochdale, however. He played 12 times and he scored no goals. He then moved permanently to Rochdale uh, in 1995, where he stayed for two seasons. Played 66 times, scored zero goals. It was in 1997, he demanded a transfer request. He had enough of Rochdale, knowing there was interest from the biggest club in the world, Stockport County. Demanded a transfer request, refused to train until he got his big move, which in 1997 he got. He moved to Stockport County, he played 16 times, he scored no goals. He moved in the year 2000 to Rotherham United, where he played 40 games. In 40 games, he scored zero goals before moving to Huddersfield Town for a season, the 2003-2004 season. Again, 28, uh, 29 games, zero goals. That was where his career ended. He was forced into an early retirement through injury, injury if I can get my words out. Um, so it, quite a short career, really. But I will fly down those stats one more time. So get your pen, as Kenny Boxall would say, Get your pens and pencils ready, please. In 1993 to 1995, he played for Oldham Athletic. Zero games, zero goals. In 1994, he was on loan at Rochdale for 12 games, scoring zero goals. In 95, he moved to the Dale permanently. 66 times he played, zero times he scored. In 97, he moved to the Hatters, Stockport County, Edgeley Park, SK3, the greatest team in the world. 16 games he played, zero goals he scored. In the year 2000, he moved to Rotherham. He played 40 times, didn't score. In 2003, he moved to Huddersfield Town, his final club it was to be, uh, due to an injury cutting short his career. He played 29 times, 
but he scored no goals. That's your Cheetle legend. Extra bit of week. trivia. See if you know this. What's Rotherham's nickname? The Millers. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> You're going to have to try harder than that. Because uh, they've got a windmill on their badge, haven't they? The Windy, um, Miller, Windy Millers. Uh, yes, yeah, so that is our Cheadle Legend uh, this week. If you think you know it, um, write us a letter yes. to P.O. Box um, at Live SCFC. Just put it in the post box. You won't need a stamp. Put it in the post. Or if you think you know it this week, yeah. um, write it on a big flag and drape it over the viaduct and we'll get it. <laughs> yeah. Or bring it to the game. Any of those ways. You know, and we'll and you will get what you always get, what you mentioned before. If you think our utmost respect, yeah, our utmost respect. I think actually, if you if you think you know the answer this week and you want to get in touch, just walk around every street in Stockport shouting it, and you might walk past nev- one of us. You never know; it, that is entirely possible. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not impossible. Chris, stay calm, stay focused, do your job on Saturday. I don't know if I can do that. Get just... your he- get your head in the game. And uh, and enjoy it. You can listen to a full match commentary on Imagine One Hundred Four Point Nine FM with Mr. John Gear and Mr. Chris Ridgeway on Saturday of the big game against Chorley. Um, and we will leave you tonight with some no context Ridgeway. Chris, thanks. Thank you. Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Ooh.